Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting, and I am going to make it clear that I am not an expert on parenting. I do not have all the answers, but I do know that scripture has all the answers. And when we spend time seeking God's wisdom on parenting, I'm confident that he will supply us with the information that we need in order to form the children that he has entrusted to us and pointing them toward a kingdom purpose or pointing them toward their relationship, their own individual personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So over the past few months, I've really just been seeking God's wisdom on parenting. So today, I really just kind of wanted to share with you what I feel like God has really been impressing on my heart over these last few months, but more so this past week. I've been able to really just kind of sit back and really pay attention to how my children respond to my parenting and as well as how other people even adults now respond to their heritage and the things that have been passed or instilled into them from generation to generation and it's mind-blowing to see in adults for sure the overall effort of a parent throughout that child's life directing and pointing them to God and how it comes back full circle well I heard this in my study of parenting it's says that nothing is more important in my life than to be God's tool in the forming of a human soul. At first, it took me a little while to grasp the depth of, man, God has entrusted me with these two children who I spend all of my time with and he's given them to me he's entrusted them to me not just for me but in order for me to help nurture and form their soul for a kingdom purpose for kingdom dominion for them to live out a life that gives God glory and throughout my study I started to notice throughout scripture even the corrupt kings all went after children. When Herod found out about Jesus Christ, he wanted to kill all of the toddlers because he was so threatened about Jesus Christ taking over as king. He heard that a new king had been born because he was killing their purpose. They wanted to kill Moses because Moses had a purpose. So I really started to see, okay, Lord, what is it about this that I need to understand? What is it about this that I need to get? And what I learned is, is that ignorance breeds the ability for a tyrant to be in control. Meaning if this child lacks understanding, whoever is in control has the authority, has the power to control what that child thinks because that's where that child is getting this information from. Ignorance of a saving relationship with Jesus Christ gives someone who is in authority of that child the ability 
to point them in the wrong direction. And as I was thinking about this, the one verse that always comes to mind when we think about parents and when we think about children, it's Proverbs 22, verse 6. And it says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. The key words are onto the right path. So that means that there is also a wrong path. And if we are not intentional with directing our children to be on the right path, then we are by default teaching them to be on the wrong path. Again, thinking about this podcast and what I was going to say, because Lord knows I feel very inadequate about my teaching abilities and the things that I feel like I will want to pass down as parenting advice. And what God revealed to me is that I don't have to come up with answers. I don't have to know what it means to be a good parent because scripture makes clear what being a good parent is. And something else that I learned is that parenting or teaching our children is not taught. It's not something we sit down and say, I'm a good parent. I'm teaching you how to be a good child. No, it's our children looking at the daily decisions, the daily conversations we have throughout our life and them being able to witness that. Granted, I do sit down and I communicate with my children, more so Jayla now because she's able to hold a conversation. She's able to grasp the concept of what I'm saying. With Jayla, I am switching from teaching mode where I'm constantly telling her what to do, constantly giving her instructions. And I'm transitioning over right now to training mode because she understands. I've been pouring into her. I've been instilling in values into her for 12 years, her her entire life. Well, now she's to the point to where now you have to start learning to apply the things that I've been teaching you. With my son, Steven, he's only three. He's almost four. So right now I am teaching him. And then once he's ready, I'll transition over to training him. But what I realized is that with Jayla, she pays attention to how I act and the things that I say and the way I respond more than what she pays attention to when I'm fussing at her and giving her instructions. For example, we were having a conversation the other day talking about different ways of making residual income. In that conversation, we started to talk about how God entrusts us with material things for being able to give to others. In that conversation, my child told me, that some people think that blessings are only money when God blesses us with so much more. And though I knew that, though that's the way I live my life, at that moment when we were having that conversation, it stunned me. It caught me by surprise that she had taken that understanding, that she had observed that from just our interaction as a family she was able to grasp that concept God revealed that wisdom to her without me at that moment having to say well look baby money is not the only blessing that God gives us so she caught that just because the way we live our life parenting is not about all the information that you have about being a good mom or being a good dad but it's more so about how we live our lives daily, the character that we have. So today I really just wanted to go through all of Proverbs chapter 22 because it gives us great instructions on how we should live our lives and then how our children can follow that example and not stray away from the right path. 
So I really just kind of wanted to go through each verse and really just explain what it is I feel like God is teaching us about how we should live our lives and then setting that example for our children because we can get so caught up on focusing on Proverbs 22 verse 6 but we forget everything else that's in that chapter that's really helping us to execute Proverbs 22 verse 6. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with verse 1. It says choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver and gold. So what they're saying is a wise person will never compromise his reputation in pursuit of money. Simple. So your children should be able to see that you're going to make good moral decisions versus choosing money, which may lead down a negative path or a wrong path. Verse two, the rich and poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. How do you treat people when your child is seeing you interact with different people from a social economic status than you? How do you treat them? Do you treat them with dignity and integrity or do you treat them as if they're beneath or above you? Verse three, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Be wise, have a discerning spirit, use common sense. Don't go down the wrong path. Be wise in your decision making because when you go down the wrong path, when you do things that you shouldn't do, there are going to be consequences that you have to suffer from that. So do your children see you avoiding bad choices? True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. A humble person knows that he is not the center of the universe. She is not the center of the universe. Humility is more valuable than wealth. So do your children see you exalting yourself or are you humble enough to be a servant and allow your children to see you take on that servant's mode, that servant's heart, that servant's posture? Or are you exalting yourself to a place of I'm better than that? I'm above that. Verse five, corrupt people walk a thorny, treacherous road. Whoever values life will avoid it. Stay away from trouble. Stay away from dangers because there are going to be consequences. There are going to be things that you have to deal with when you put yourself in that position. Okay, verse six, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. But I'm going to say most because I have, or I can only speak for me, where we have strayed away from what we know to be the right path, but we are always drawn back. God always draws us back because that seed has been planted. If that seed has been planted, it's important that we instill biblical truth into our children. So even when they're tempted to stray away, that truth, that seed that's been planted always draws them back in to their relationship with Jesus Christ. Verse seven, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. We need to make sure that we teach our children biblical financial principles. I did not learn biblical financial principles and I suffered the consequences of not understanding biblical finances. Now that I have learned those things, it is my responsibility, it is my duty to make sure that I teach my children from the start what it means to tithe, what it means to give, why we do those things, because it's important that we understand that when we do not manage 
what God has entrusted to us well, then he cannot grow our territory until we learn how to manage or steward over what he has already entrusted us with. So we need to teach our children biblical principles on finances. Money is not evil. The love of money, when you make money, God is what is the negative about money. It's not money is evil. It's what you use your money for, what you use the money that God has entrusted to you for. So we need to make sure that we're teaching our children that. Verse eight, those who plant injustice harvest disaster and their reign of terror will come to an end. Verse nine, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. Everything that God gives us is for others. It's not for us. We're a vessel through which God's blessings flow. They do not stop at us. So when the more we give, the more God pours into us. So that way we can continue to give. We need to make sure that we're role modeling that for our children. Be generous. Okay, verse 10. Throughout the mocker and the fighting goes to cross and insult will disappear. Don't hang around people who cause confusion. Teach your children to avoid people who are mockers and who enjoy being quarrelsome. Verse 11, whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king as a friend. What comes out of your mouth? Do you only show face in front of people, in front of your children? Do you smile and pretend to be nice, but when they're away, your heart is not pure. You say things that you shouldn't say. Verse 12, the Lord preserves those with knowledge, but he ruins the plans of the treacherous. Teach your children to seek biblical knowledge. Do your children see you reading scripture? Do your children see you spending time growing your spiritual relationship with God? The lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I may be killed. It's teaching us not to be lazy. It's more important for our children to see us being active than to come up with excuses that are just ridiculous and are why we're not doing something. Verse 14, the mouth of an immoral woman is a dangerous trap. Those who make the Lord angry will fall into it. Women carry yourself with dignity and integrity. Men do the same. Allow your children to see you carry yourself as a child of a kid king and not as an immoral person. Verse 15, a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Let's give them things that challenge them physically to grow and develop them that keeps them from being fools, that keeps them on the right path. We don't necessarily have to punish them with physical pain in order for them to get the concept, but we give them things to channel their energy into. Verse 16, a person who gets ahead by oppressing the poor or by showering gifts on the rich will end in poverty. Listen to the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my instruction. For it is good to keep these sayings in your heart and always ready on your lips. I am teaching you today, yes you, so you will trust in the Lord. I have written 30 sayings for you, filled with advice and knowledge. In this way, you may know the truth and take an accurate report to those who sent you. It is so important that we gain biblical wisdom and we live that wisdom out because our children see that. When we face opposition, do we recite or do we apply biblical scriptures and teachings that we have hidden in our hearts of that situation? Or are we living out our faith? Verse 22, don't rob the poor just because you can or exploit the needy in court. For the Lord is their defender. He will ruin anyone who ruins them. 
Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot temper people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. If you can't pay it, even your bed will be snatched under you. Count the cost of everything that you do. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers set up by previous generations. Do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. Proverbs 22 is so full of a lot of wisdom and instruction that we can apply to our lives daily that our children get to see us role model and we're training them in the ways that they should go by them looking at us to an example, not just by hearing what we have to say for a long time. I heard the saying, and I've even said it several times, do as I say and not as I do. Well, that's not really setting an example for our children that leads them in the ways that they should go. So as we sit back and we think about training up our children, be sure to do a hard exam. Be sure to look at the things in your life that you may be doing that you don't want your children to learn and do and then you change spiritually grow invest in your relationship with god and allow him to transform your heart into a pure heart everything that comes from you flows from that intimate relationship with god and your children get to see that my children get to see that they don't get to see me pretending to be something that I'm not, they get to see God's transforming work in my life of what happens when we draw closer and closer to God. Y'all, I pray that you got something from this message and I delivered it the way God had placed in the inside of me. And I just pray that it helps you in whatever area that you're in. If you're, if you're struggling or if you're doing good, whatever, it, whatever your situation is as far as parenting, I pray that my growth and what God has revealed to me helps you. And then I pray that if there's something that you know that I haven't talked about or I don't know, you will be willing to share that information with me because I'm always looking for wisdom, biblical instruction on how to be in intimate relationship with God and how to be an example of what it means to be in intimate relationship with God for my children and for whoever God sends across my path. That's all I have for us today, y'all. I'm gonna go ahead and pray and I'll talk to y'all next time. Father God, thank you so much for just loving me. Thank you that even though I'm so inadequate, Father God, you still choose me to be your tool in your kingdom, Father God. And I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the children that you entrusted to me, Father God, that I get to nurture and form their soul. I pray that you would help me to see the depth of that every day. I pray that you would help me to apply biblical wisdom to my life so that way I'm an example to my children of what it means to be in intimate relationship with you, God. I pray that you would allow your Holy Spirit to lead me in parenting and in every area of my life, God. Lord, I pray for every person that's listening to this message. I pray that you will continue to grow them and develop them in their spiritual walk with you, Father God, and show each of us how to be an example of biblical biblical teachings and principles being applied to our lives and what it means to really know you, Father God. So Lord, I just thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.